0: Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. People say, like father, like son. People say, the apple does not fall far from the tree. People talk about the sins of the fathers. You listen to some people, and you might logically ask yourself, why bother to try to do anything or to be anyone? After all, isn't it who and what your father was that will determine the course of your life? Well, if you spend the next 53 minutes right here, you might get an insight into an answer. Who's that? Be quiet. Who did you get in here? You just heard how I got in. Through the window, I, I want, I, I, mean, I, mean I want to kill you. Kill me? Why? I never of anybody. Who killed my father? <laughs> no, no, I never killed anybody. Who killed his memory? A memory I had of him, the memory I could live with. Now I can't think about him anymore. You killed him for please, me. Please, please don't, please. The drama, Blood Will Tell, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Nathan Adams. It is sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division. I'll be back shortly with Act One. You hear endless complaints. People shake their heads sadly. They're in a rush. They're slaves to routine. Day in, day out, the same dreary old thing. Nothing ever happened. Really happened. Well, that's how it is for most people. And the fact of the matter is, that's how most people probably want it. Here we have Norman Claymore, a very serious gentleman for whom life has always been well-ordered, regular, and uneventful. Norman sits at his desk where he works in the billing department of the mammoth Corporation. Day he adds figures on a machine. Is this rewarding? Soul satisfying? Who knows? It's the sort of thing most people do, isn't it? Well, take note of the date. It all begins here. I understand you are Mr. Norman Claymore, no middle initial. Social Security number 089030984. Well, yeah, that, that's me. I'm never on Resnick of personnel. I'm sorry to disturb you. Oh well, just, just let me make this entry, please. And I'll put the figures down as soon as I get the total. Oh, I, I understand. There. Now, I could have asked you to come over to personnel. Oh, I would have. All we need is the answer to a single question on your record. Oh. In your original application for employment here, where it says parents living or dead, you wrote father deceased. And where it says cause, you wrote died of illness. Do you recall? Yeah. Well, could you specify the illness? Could I specify the illness? Yes. What did he die of? I I don't know. But you said illness. It must have been well, a actually, i i Well, actually, I don't remember. See, I was only three or four, I think. Well, forgive me if this sounds forward, but didn't you ever ask your mother? Well, I'm not sure I wanted to know. I, why do you want to know? Oh, I assure you, it it isn't merely idle curiosity. You see, we need this information for insurance purposes. It has to do with, oh, tables of probabilities, various technical computerized matters of that sort. Uh You appreciate the need for full information, you say? Oh, sure, sure, of course. Well, could you ascertain the answer? Yeah, I suppose. Well, it's of vital importance. Because until the items can be completed your file will remain open. We can't have that, can we? What did she say her name was? Melisande Rednick? What a beautiful name. And what a beautiful woman. Yeah, a woman. Not a chattering, simple, and immature girl, but a woman. She must be my age, perhaps younger. In any case, she can hardly be 40, 35. Yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. She has to look of 35. It's not too late for us. The home of our own children, just one would be enough. Mine and Melisande. Oh, what am I saying, Mommy? Oh, Mommy, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'll never leave you. What was I thinking about? Oh, Melisande Rednick, indeed. Hell is filled with a Melisande Rednick, who tempt serious and sober hard-working men from their duties to their mothers. Mothers who have grown old and ill, making sacrifices for their for their ungrateful sons. Have some pie, Normie. Uh, I'm supposed to be on a diet. Normie, you shouldn't be a fanatic about anything. I do so wish you'd meet a pretty girl who'd take you off my hands. I'm, I'm looking, Mommy. Oh, this music. <laughs> This is the music your daddy and I used to dance to. This was music. Yeah, talking about daddy. So many other great bands people today never heard uh, of. i have to ask you a question. Ah, oh, you tune in the radio at night and hear wonderful bands from all over the country. Yeah, Mommy, a girl came up for personnel, and, and, and she told me that they have to know just exactly what kind of illness it was that daddy died of. A, a girl came up to, talked to? Yeah, them. yeah, Mommy, it's about daddy's death. Oh. Strike you as strange. Oh, I understand why they might want to know. Oh, I'm not discussing that. Your problem has always been that you could never follow the main line of the argument. All I'm saying is, she told me why they wanted now, to know. No. We'll address ourselves to that presently. First, why did this girl come up to see you? Mommy, as I'm trying to tell you, she wanted to know. Well, if she wanted to know, why couldn't she have elicited that information on the telephone? You do have interoffice communication, do you not? Well, yes. Well, and the fact that she is with personnel only serves to prove my point. What what what, what, what point? Oh, Normie, there are, as you know, women who are desperate for marriage, unscrupulous women who will do anything to ensnare a man. Oh, but Melisande! Melisande is it? <laughs> Well, she had to tell me her name. Her first name? You see, my poor, naive little Normie, she goes through her files of personnel, picks out the unmarried men, and since you are obviously the most eligible of the lot. She made some pretext to meet you. But it, it, it did sound rather legitimate to me. Normie, Normie, you're such a babe in the woods so unaccustomed to the wiles of women. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right, Mommy. But wh- what can I do about the question she asked me? Do? <laughs> or just disregard it and disregard her, and she'll get the message. And that's Molly. Is there a fella who has a wiser or more loving mother? She figures every angle. She catches on so quickly. I guess I'm the luckiest guy in the world. Well, I went back to the office the following morning, and Miss Resnick did not contact me, nor did she the next day or the day after, which led me to assume naturally that the request she had made was, in a device to make my acquaintance. However, <laughs> I had underestimated Miss Resnick because on the following Monday... Mr. Claymore, you never did get back to me with that information. That's right, I didn't. Are are, are you sure it's important? Well, certainly it's important. To whom? To the company, of course. Why else would I ask? I have no idea. Mr. Claymore, I have been told to complete your record by the vice president in charge of personnel. Now... Do you want me to tell him that you refuse to give us this information? Well, you, you, you may tell him anything you like. Mr. Klaymer, have you considered the consequences? The consequences? An assumption will be made that you have something to hide. Now, really, why should you create an unfavorable impression? Look... Every employee of the corporation, from the chairman of the board down, has filled out this form, just as you're required to do. Well, just put down any disease, TB, whatever. I cannot put down what I know to be false. Mr. Claymore, can you obtain this information for me no later than tomorrow? Some scrupulous woman appears to have upset you a great deal. Mommy, she seems to be very shy and quiet. Oh, they're the worst kind. But I have to give them an answer. What disease did Daddy die of? Well, he didn't die of any disease. He was killed in a bus accident. Oh, Mommy. Yes, yes. he, He was standing at the bus stop, waiting. The bus came along, he he stepped off the curb, the bus didn't stop. But Mama, you said... You see, he thought it was the local, but it turned out to be the express. Oh, but you said that he took ill and died. Did but... I say that? Well, perhaps I did. But if it wasn't true, it, it, it may not have been true, but it was kind. After all, being run down by a bus is an absolutely horrible way to be killed, and, and, and you were a little child. It's... It, it could have done something to your psyche. You, you might have become terrified of buses for the rest of your life. And not being rich, we, we couldn't afford to travel everywhere by taxi cab. Isn't that so? Oh, well, yeah. Well, certainly, you would have had bad dreams. Well, and for cars, cause of that, I can tell Miss Resnick that Daddy died in a bus accident. Yes. And after you tell her that, you can tell her Goodbye. disturb you again. Well, what, what is it now? I did telephone the information to you, didn't I? Yes, you did, and I placed it in your record. Well, then what is the problem? The vice president in charge of personnel, he uh, asked me to ascertain why you lied. Lied? Lied about why? Lied about the cause of your father's death. He wants to know why, if your father was killed in a bus accident, you found it necessary to lie about it. Why did you say he died of illness? Well, that is the story that my mother told me. She wanted to spare a little child's feelings. Well, I appreciate that, but we must know the exact circumstances. I have just given them to you. I'm afraid that will not be sufficient. If he was killed by a bus, there would be a police report. If he died of illness, I'm sure there was a death certificate. What does it really matter? Mr. Claymore, until the matter is resolved, your file will be incomplete. This could just about destroy the computer. Would you want that to happen? Resnick? I love you. I know I'm disobeying Mommy, but I love you. I love you because you're so practical, so down-to-earth. I love you for your quiet strength, for the way you can just stick to the point. You're so much like Mommy. Melisandre. We can't do very much about it now. I can't marry anyone while Mommy's alive, but Mommy can't live forever. After all, nobody lives forever. Oh, this band plays very much like the old Hal Temple Why can't we give them proof of how Daddy died? Because it's none of their business. Well it's not an unreasonable request. I see. She's seduced you, hasn't she? Who? That Melisande Resnick with her blonde hair, her blue eyes. How oh, do you know she had blonde hair, her blue eyes? With a clinging sweater and a tight. Oh, darling, how do you know this? Don't you think I would find out at first hand what sort of Jezebel is trying to ensnare my son? <sighs> darling, I, I went downtown to your office building. I got a look at her. Oh, a very good look, assure you. I've only seen her exactly three times, and all three times she was at my desk, and at no time did I see her for more than two or three minutes. It's all she requires. The idea of her, the seductive idea of her has been planted in your soul. Cleanse yourself, Normie. You have strength of character. Driver from your mind. But mommy, if I don't bring in proof of how Daddy died, I can be forced to quit my job. <laughs> Perhaps that would be for the best. But I have seniority, an equity, and a pension plan. I'm 40 years old. I mean, where can I go to start all over again? Oh, Normie, you have a great amount of ability. You could get a good job anywhere. Why won't you tell me what Daddy died on? <laughs> Getting late. I-, I think I'll go to bed. Don't you understand? They're going to fire me. Well, dear, who knows? After all, it may just turn out to be for the best. Well, now, little acorns suddenly sprout into great big oaks. Tiny mole hills become huge mountains. Why is Mommy so set against giving Normie what, after all, should only be a piece of routine information? You've already heard enough of our story to come up with a variety of interesting possibilities think about them, and let's compare notes when I return shortly with Act Two. One thing you can now accept is gospel. We live in a world of forms, papers, documents, records. There are no secrets. There is no privacy. Soon there will be no mystery. All of us shall become open books. Mr. Congreve wrote a play in which a lady said to a gentleman, Oh, sir, you must not kiss and tell. That was almost 300 years ago. Today, you must not only tell if you kissed, but also if you didn't. And why? Why? Mommy, I know you don't understand. I'll be fired. If I don't bring in a certificate of one sort or another, I'll be fired. Darling, you weren't listening. I said it would be for the best. A job like mine, a good job like mine, how could losing it be for the best and for such a trivial reason? No, but it is not a trivial reason. All they want to know is the cause of Daddy's death. Well, I say that's none of their affairs. What is involved here is the basic principle of privacy. Well, I am not concerned with principles. Oh, I can see that. You don't understand. No, me dear, you're the one who doesn't understand. You're the one who doesn't sense the grave danger. What danger? The danger has a name. Miss Melisande Resnick. of Molly, oh, you're so innocent of the world. It's quite probably my fault. She has already seduced you. And that is why you must leave that place. Mommy! She must not be permitted to destroy your life. And that is your mommy's final words. Mommy's right. She's always right. But Melison, she's so nice. Is that the word? Yes. Yeah, 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 nice. Surely she must be exactly the kind of girl Mommy would choose for me herself. I don't understand. Melissa hadn't said one word, made one suggestion that might even remotely be considered as improper. Yes. what does Mommy know that I don't? Good morning, Mr. Claymore. Do you have any information for me? No, Miss Resnick, I do not. Ah. Oh, I'm at a loss to understand your reluctance. Our most insignificant matter has been blown completely out of proportion. I do not agree that the matter is insignificant. The right to privacy. We're concerned here with the world of practicality. The world as it exists. All I can say is that failure to furnish us with the information can mean your job. I realize that. You realize that? And you still... I am prepared, as they say, to walk the last mile. Understand, Mr. Claymore. And please, this is off the record. In the ordinary way, the matter would be of no significance. However, the vice president in charge of personnel is the son of the founder. I didn't know that. Well, it was necessary to give him a title to keep him happy. And now he looks for things to justify his job. Well, he, he found you. I can't do anything about that. You're an excellent employee. I would hate to see you lose your job. Well, sometimes a man must stand up... You have three weeks. Three weeks to do what? To complete the form. The vice president left for his vacation last night. His parting words to me were, if that record isn't filled in fully and accurately with documentation, Norman Claymore will be fired. Well, then I guess I'll be fired. Oh, no, you mustn't be. Why? Why won't you write down the cause of your father's death? Because I don't know it. But but that's impossible. You must know. Is your mother living? Yeah, she's living with me. Oh, What does she tell you? It seems that every time I ask, she tells me a different story. Well, perhaps she's afraid of what's involved. Afraid? It's possible. I say possible, not probable or even likely, but possible. She doesn't want the circumstances of his death to be known. But, Mommy, she would tell me. She tells me everything. We're very close. Oh, Mr. Klaymer, I I know we would hate to lose you. Oh, please. Try to resolve this very minor problem somehow. There's nothing personal in this. I'm just thinking of the good of the company. You understand? Yes, Miss Resnick. I understand. I understand, my darling Melisande. Oh, how I understand everything. I understand that this is our courtship. This is how we are wooing one another. This is the early tentative reaching out. But I must face the problem. Why do I know nothing at all about Daddy's death or even his life? Why are there no pictures, no letters, no mementos? Why are there no stories, no family stories? Why is there no family? No aunts, uncles, cousins? Why are Mommy and I alone in the world? I must ask her. How can I ask her? What's troubling you know me? Well, it's about... Uh, it's about your daddy, isn't it? How, how did you know? Because I'm your poor old mommy, and I know everything about my little boy. Mommy? What did he... Die, out? Um... No, maybe I... I don't want to talk about it. Just because some... Some... No, I won't say anything disparaging about her morals, even though it's true. Let's just say I... I don't want to talk about your daddy's death because I find it painful. Well, then let's talk about his life. I find that painful, too. But, Mommy, shouldn't I know something about my dad? Oh, please, Mommy, don't be disobedient. Do you want me to feel pain? Oh, Mommy. Oh, my goodness, this is my bridge night. Uh, uh, Where am I playing this evening? Uh, uh, Oh, at Mrs. Salvers. What a wonderful memory you have. darling. are you sure you'll be all right tonight without me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good boy. I drove Mommy to Mrs. Silverson's house where she would spend the next three hours. Usually, I killed the time till I had to pick her up in a movie. But tonight, I drove straight back home. There was something I had to know. And I had to know it or else all would be over between Melisande and me. I had to find the information. And where? Where can I find it? Mommy will want tell me. But somewhere in Mommy's room is the answer. I know that. I know. I know the answer is in Mommy's desk or in her chest of drawers or in some of those cardboard boxes high up on the shelves of her closet. The secret must be in one of those places because Mommy made me promise on my honor, cross my heart and hope to die, that I would never go into her room unless she was there. Never. Could I break my promise to Mommy. I must know about Daddy, because unless I tell Mellison, she'll reject me. And I can't live with that. And so, I look at Mommy's desk drawer. Her checkbooks, receipts, bills, letters. Nothing there about Daddy. I know that. I know where it has to be. In the cardboard box, top shelf of her closet. Top shelf, cardboard box. I reach up carefully. The box is in my hand. I walk to the desk with it. I don't want to look inside. But I look. I don't want to pick up the top newspaper from the pile that lies in the box. But I pick it up. And I read the headline. Norman Claymore executed. I am numb. As if I have been struck a heavy blow. In the days I look at the date, the paper is 35 years old. Norman Claymore is my father. Daddy. He has been hanged for murder. Not one murder. Many murders. My daddy. I read now for an article. One article of many. A reporter is interviewing my daddy you kill those people? Why? How can I tell you why? Some of us are made that way, that's all. Made that way? Then the blood can't be helped. It goes from father to son. My father was a murderer. There's no record of him. Oh, he's dead now, so I'm free to speak. I saw him kill. I was a little boy, but I remember. I saw him kill. I don't know what this is in my blood, this... Rage. I feel this rage. You know what it is to get angry? Yes. Violently angry? Yes, I suppose. Angry enough to want to kill? Well, truthfully, yes. And when you reach that point, do you kill? No. That's where we're different. I kill. If you had it to do all over again, would you have tried to be different? I don't believe you followed what I said. I tried to be different this time. I tried not to kill, but it didn't help. It's how I made, how God made me. And therefore, I know God will forgive me. Telephone is ringing. I can answer my wife. It's another. I'm late. It's Mommy calling me to pick her up. Her bridge game is over. Hastily, so I we replace the newspaper. I cover the box. I put it back from the top shelf. I pick up the receiver. Whoa. Normie, did you fall asleep? Oh, yeah, I must have. It's odd. I never had to remind you to call. Oh, I was just tired, Mommy. I'll be right over. Normie, is everything all right? Yes, Mommy. I don't know. I can usually tell when my little boy is disturbed. Mommy, everything is just fine. Oh, you don't have to bite mommy's head off. I'll be over in five minutes. (laughs) Oh, he'll be over in five minutes. To do what? Well, he's angry. Judging from the tone in his voice, he's even furious. You heard what his father had to say about the fury and the blood of the men in his line. Is he that enraged with his mother, with his adored mommy? It's a touch-and-go business we're involved with. And we'll sort it all out in Act Three in just a few moments. pieces of news you don't get every day. These qualify perhaps as one-in-a-lifetime headlines. For instance, our Norman Claymore has just discovered that his father was a murderer. Not just a murderer, but a multiple killer at that, who was finally brought to justice and hanged for his crimes. Now, He would never have endeavored to discover this fact about his father had he not been compelled to fill out a form at his place of work which asked if either or both parents are deceased, list the cause of death. And yet, that's exactly what he must do. If he wants to keep his job... Whatever did get into you this evening, Normie? Hey, Mommy. Uh, you know you must never make me wait for you at Mrs. Selvitz's ambassador game. I simply cannot tolerate the woman. Uh, Normie, I, are you sure you're all right? I said I was, didn't I? Oh, you're snapping at me again. Oh, I know. It's that Melisande Resnick. Oh, now, really. She's upset you. She makes you think strange, unnatural thoughts. Unnatural. Isn't it natural for a man and a woman to want to... Unnatural? You're the one who's unnatural, Bobby. You're the one who treats me like a child, who finds fault with every girl. You, who are unnatural, an unnatural woman. And therefore, you must be evil, and therefore I want to kill... I want to kill... Oh, no. Oh, no. What am I saying? Oh, I understand you now, Mommy. I understand why. You know what's in my blood. This evil thing that's in my blood. That's why you watch me, why you keep me under your thumb. Thank you, Mommy. Oh, darling, whatever are you mumbling about? Hmm, hmm, what, what? Oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Mommy. <sighs> it's that girl. This is even worse than I feared. That woman has completely captured your mind. Oh, Mommy, how easy it is to misunderstand you. Of course you'd discourage me from marriage. You must. You know what's in my blood. You know what I have inherited from my father. You know I must never pass this along to my own children. I must not have children. You could have told me about Daddy, but you refused because you love me. You wanted me to have a happy memory of my father. Oh, how I love you, Mommy. How I love you. I must say goodbye to Melisande. To all thoughts of Melisande. There can never be a Melisande. Never. Mr. Claymore. Oh, Oh, yes, Miss Resnick. (gasps) I haven't heard from you in all this time. I I know. Um, uh, about that form. Well, I suppose if you insist... Oh, I I don't insist, Mr. Claymore. It's Mr. Pennypack. Mr. Pennypack? Oh, the vice president. He's the one. Then I'll have to be fired. Oh, that would be a shame. There are certain things that belong within the family. Within the bosom of the family. And I think I understand. Oh, Mr. Claymore, I... I cannot help but admire you. Well? You're protecting someone. Now, that's obvious. Oh, but it's such a cost. You know, you're a hero. In the true sense of the word. Ah, uh, no, not really. Oh, yes, yes, and I must keep your secret. Oh, it's so unfair. If it weren't for that Mr. Pennypacker, we could just disregard the whole thing. Is that so? Well, he's the one who lit the fire. He's the one who wants the answer. No one else really cares. Oh, he's due back tomorrow. And I suppose that's the end. I looked into her eyes, into my Melissa's beautiful blue eyes that were filled with worry. No, Melissa, this is not the end. Not for you and me. I hate that Enoch Pennypacker. I hate him because he stole my father from me. I had a father I thought was a good man. Because of Enoch Pennypacker, I had to discover my father was a killer. Now, I know the meaning of those secret urges, those drives, those yearnings. It's been the desire to kill. It's in my blood. I can't deny it. I won't deny it. And I won't deny you either. son, it's wrong, I know, but we are human. My father knew, but did he deny himself? My mother never and I shall not deny myself you. Normie, there's something wrong. Wrong? What? what, no? Now, darling, I know you better than you know yourself. Something is burning inside of me. Please, everything's all right. Do you mean you won't share this with your mommy? I don't know what she's talking about. Now, Normie, we must get to the bottom of this thing. No, we mustn't Don't say another word. I'm fighting it, can't you understand? I'm fighting the bad blood. Shut up, don't quit me, let me alone. I'll fight it off, this fury, this rage in my blood, this insane desire to kill you, Pennypacker. Let there be quiet, let there be calm. Please, Mommy, please. No, me. We've always been able to talk out your troubles. I tell you, I have no troubles. Mommy knows better. Tony, where are you going at this hour? Where? Nowhere. What are you going to do? Nothing! Who? Who's there? Is someone... Who are you? How did you get in here? You heard. I broke your window, Mr. Pennypacket. <gasps> How do you know my name? Everybody at the plant knows your name. What are you doing here? I intend to kill you. Kill me? Before? Why should anyone want to kill me? You killed my father. Me? Oh, no. I never killed anyone in my life. You killed his memory. Uh, ask anyone I'm the mildest but you tried to separate me from the woman I love. No. I, I've never done anything bad in my life. Lies won't save you. Please, don't come near me. I'm ready to complete the form to answer the open question on my record. I don't even know what you're talking about. The cause of father's death. I'll tell you, my father was hanged. Oh. Uh, I'm truly sorry to hear that. Oh, murder. Uh, we, we all make mistakes. It was no mistake. It was in his blood. No, no. That's impossible. Uh, a thing like that. And it's in my blood. Listen. Maybe a psychiatrist. I can't help myself. I'm going to kill you. No, don't. Please. Uh, don't. I was seized with an uncontrollable. Of a rage. I had to kill. My fury was so overpowering I could kill with my bare hands. I hit him again and again and again. And finally I stopped. All passion was spent. I looked at him. He was dead. You didn't need to feel for his pulse, to listen for his heartbeat. He was dead. You could tell by the sprawl of him that he was dead. And I felt at peace. Such a delicious feeling of calm. Such a satisfying feeling of security. I had finally found my identity. I was my father's son. Blood will tell. Norman Claymore. No. Have you read the news? What news? The dreadful news in this morning's paper. Why, no. It's Mr. Pennypacker. He was murdered last night. No. Yes, brutally murdered. They think it was some homicidal maniac. I'm sure it must have been. I'm really very sorry to hear that. Oh, I knew you would be. Even though you had little cause to like Mr. Pennypacker. That's nothing to think of now. Oh, this crazy thing. Well, it's an ill wind that doesn't blow some good. You don't have to worry about your job anymore. Believe me, Miss Resnick, my job is not worth Mr. Pennypacker's life. Actually, if by giving it up we could bring that poor man back... Fresno. So are you a beautiful human being. Well, that's my invitation. What am I waiting for? She loves me. Could she have stated it more clearly? And I need her. Her love will keep my bad blood in check. When I was a child, mommy's love could do that. But now that I'm a man, only the love of a woman can save me. she saved me. Whenever I feel that rage to kill surge through my veins, her love will save me. Melisone, I'm coming to you. I know that you're waiting for me. I'm coming to you. Tonight. Tonight. address. This is 398 Lauren Lane. You're on target, Shorty. I thought this was the residence of, of Melisandre Resnick. It is. Who's at the door, Larry? Melisandre? Some short little guy looking for you, baby. It's... it's oh, it's Norman. Norman Claremont. Well, come on in. I didn't recognize you with your clothes on. I mean, with your overcoat and a hat. I mean only times I ever saw you, you were sitting at that desk with the green eye shade and in your shirt sleeves, banging away at that adding machine, eight hours a day, punch, punch, punch on those keys. Mount Mount Give him a drink, Les. It looks like he needs it. What did you have, oh, sorry. I thought, I thought that. Who, who's he? Oh, it's a good question. Les, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> well, we yeah. hang around together another couple of years. I guess I'll qualify as your husband. <laughs> Melisande. I, I thought that you were in love with me. Hey, baby. You been giving the eye to chumps again? Uh, she can't help it, Shorty. She tries to make every guy she be. Oh, no, But it don't mean nothing. The only guy she'll ever go home with is me. I'm sorry, Shorty. My name is Norman. Nah, don't get mad, Norman. See, Melisande. see what you've done. These men. Oh, come on, Norman. These things happen. You're a big boy. I'm going to kill you. Both of you. What? <laughs> you and who else? This is what happens when I don't listen to Mommy. How right she was about to. She called you Jezebel. Norm, oh, I think you better believe You're a harlot. That's enough. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. He's, kill you. He's a millionaire. to talk about it, Mr. Claymore. What's there to talk about, miss? I killed him. We know that. Why? Why? Because I'm my father's son. What does that mean? Claymore. Norman Claymore. Does the name mean anything to you? Think. Think, miss. Many years ago, there was a murderer. Norman Claymore. Hmm. I think I remember. Well, he was my father. Of what? Right. Murder was in his blood, and he passed that blood to me, and that's why I killed him. Enoch Pennypacker, too. You you say you also killed this Pennypacker man? Yes, yes. When my blood begins to rage the way my father did, then I have no control. Uh, excuse me, please. Uh, Miss Himmelwright? Oh. oh, yes, that's my case. I'll come out and talk to her. Mr. Claymore, do you want to see your mother? Mommy? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Let's we'll finish dictating your statement to the secretary, and I'll bring her in to see you. Doctor, my son. Can I see my son? Yes, Mrs. Claymore, in just a few minutes. He didn't kill those people. He couldn't kill them. We have witnesses, Mrs., Mrs. Claymore. But why? Why? He his father was a murderer. Is that true? Is it? Yes. He says his father claimed murder was in the blood. Is that true? Yes. And so your son says he killed because he inherited that... that murderer's blood He can't help himself. <laughs> That's not true. It wasn't true about his father. It, it was true about his father, yes. But it couldn't be true about Norman. It couldn't be. Why not, Mrs. Claymore? Because Norman... Norman was adopted. So, blood will tell, will it? The question is, what will blood tell? And to whom will blood tell it? And if you want to reach into the heart of the matter... What is blood? We're not talking about serum and plasma and cells and platelets. What we have in mind is blood as a mystique. All right, enough questions. You want answers. Well, wait for me to come back. A tricky business, this. About blood, and sometimes the blood you think you have may be more powerful than that which actually flows through your veins, or less. And why do we say flows through the veins? Why not through the thoughts as well? Blood, the great mystery, the greatest mystery of our existence, which is why you hear about it so often on Mystery Theater. Our cast included Mason Adams, Bryna Rayburn, E.V. Juster, and Ken Harvey. The entire production is under the direction of Hyman Brown. And now, a preview of our next tale. I've never been afraid of anything in all my life. That's the way I remember it, Craig. Just take a deep breath and come through. Float right through the lap Door as if it weren't there. I'm moving toward it. it it's almost as, as if I were flying. The important thing is not to worry about it, Curry. I'd feel better if I could understand it if there were some kind of reasonable explanation. Through, Curry. Come through. <gasps> A solid door, and I'm passing.